guitar. Podcast. It's me and Leah and Monica. I think we did that backwards. No, no, we normally say our name first. Like, hi, I'm Leah. I'm Monica, and then there's it's a black. black okay, okay. Hey guys, I'm Leah, and I'm Monica, and this is the Black Feelings Podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Five, right? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it feels like we've been doing it longer. Yeah, but we've been doing it for the majority of this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So how are you? Um, I am tired. <laughs> Ditto. Um, yeah, this is, I feel like, the first week where real life is kind of hitting me in terms of, you know, new city, new job. So just the, I mean, it's only Monday, mm-hmm. but I'm already feeling a little drained, but... <laughs> But overall, I'm good. <laughs> That's good. How are you? Overall, I'm good. But currently, I am tired and I have a headache. And it's just Monday, too. Yeah. Mondays suck. Yeah. I try not to look at it like that, but I also feel like maybe I didn't prepare myself enough on Sundays. Like, you know, you're supposed to, like, decompress and get yourself prepared for the next day. Mm-hmm. I was acting like today was a weekend. And I'll be all good, but it's not. Um, that's actually an awesome segue because I wanted to talk about, you know, self-care Sundays and Sunday routines. Um, because I, a friend of mine, you know, Jackie, mm-hmm. she posted something on Insta, her Insta story. And I think she got her nails done and she bought herself flowers for like self-care Sunday. And I was like, man, I should really start doing something like that for myself on Sundays. Um, Cause usually my routine is just get ready for work. Like I do my <laughs> meal prep. I maybe, maybe lay out some clothes, wash my hair, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a great day to kind of treat yourself. So what do you usually do on Sundays? I think I do normally what you just say, like prepare for the following work week. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like preparing my clothes or meal prepping, but I also try to just like literally relax before I have to go to bed. Like try to take it easy. Um, yesterday it was nice outside, so we went to the park. I went to brunch, and I felt like I was too active for a Sunday. But it's also mm-hmm. good. But then I was just like really tired, and I also catch up on my shows. Right? Yeah, I do. But I couldn't really do that yesterday. Because you were doing so much? No, not only that. There was something acting up with my TV. So I couldn't watch Uh-oh. the Kardashians. <laughs> Wait, you still watch the show? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I do it. I'm sorry. No judgment. No I'm judging judgment. myself. I still follow Kim Kardashian on Instagram. So I have like, no idea why I follow these people. They're still <laughs> muted, by the way, but... They bring nothing to my life. I have no idea why I just don't unfollow, 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 mm-hmm. unfollow. <laughs> but I feel like the day I unfollow, something will happen. And I need to and be you like... you won't be in the know? Yes. 
FOMO or people I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. I um y- yesterday I actually caught up on some TV and I haven't really watched much TV other than The Office mm-hmm. since I've been out here. Um, so to just kind of watch like you know my trashy reality shows, I'm like, man, this is actually kind of a downer right now. Really? Why? I don't know. Like, well, yesterday I didn't really do much like, you know, self-care Sunday kind of things. Like I was just unpacking and Mm -hmm. washing clothes and things like that. And I I think I needed something maybe a little more, I don't know, just a little less bullshit. (laughs) Just like sitting there watching these grown ass women go back and forth and like tear each other down. And then I was like, why do I watch this? Because it's entertaining. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I've decided yesterday, yesterday, which is Sunday, that I want to have like a really awesome uh, self-care Sunday routine. Mm-hmm. Jackie really, my friend Jackie really inspired me to buy myself flowers. Mm-hmm. I love having fresh flowers um, in my room or like in the living room. So yesterday I went out and bought some flowers. It was really nice. A little candle then... I sat down, chilled for a minute. And then I started watching my reality shows, which <laughs> ruined the whole vibe. But for like a solid like 30, 45 minutes, it was like, it was really nice because I had just finished like putting my room together. Yeah. Uh, organizing my closet and everything. So I just had like some chill time with my flowers. Um, but yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to try to incorporate more things like that into That's my cute. weekend. What else do you think you'll try to do? I don't know. I mean... I would like to get my nails done, but that sometimes feels like a chore because yeah. I, like I have to do it now. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, a treat. Uh, I don't know. I think once I actually make some friends here, I'll probably try to go to brunch Yeah, every once in a while. Brunch is fun. Yeah. I actually kind of miss this. This week has been a little tough. or I'm sorry. This past week has been a little tough in terms of feeling alone Mm -hmm. even though I've met a lot of people and connected with a lot of people I think I you know I don't know anyone that I could just hit up like hey come over and watch a movie yet you know Mm -hmm. and I think I was like in the mood for that or just to like go to like a casual brunch and not have everything be like an event so I get it or maybe you feel like with the people that you're still meeting maybe you feel like you're like pitting on with them like, I know we had yeah. a discussion, like, with work, we felt like we had to put on since we just started. Mm-hmm. You had to be on your A game. But, like, when you're meeting new people, you have to do that as well. And sometimes that could be exhausting. True. Yeah, and it was just draining, and I just wanted to just chill. Yeah. Like, grab a bite to eat. So, but, yeah, hope whenever I get to that point, I look forward to, actually, you know, incorporating brunch mm-hmm. into my Sunday routine. Um, and then also yoga. I went to my first yoga class a couple days ago and I had, I hadn't been, I haven't been to yoga in probably two months maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was just like such, it was exactly what I needed. It was such a good reset, like mentally and even physically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really want to get back into going because that was my Sunday routine for a while. I was doing that work study at the yoga studio in Brooklyn and I would, I would go for a class in the morning and I would like hang out in the studio. So you know, incorporating that back into my life should be good. Yeah. A while ago, I used to do that every Sunday as well. I would go to yoga to the people in the city. 
And then I would go to like the candlelit session. And that would be like the ending of my week or beginning of my week. And then I could just proceed from there. But then I felt like it was, like you said, a chore doing something. So going into the city when I'm already home in Brooklyn was a lot for me. Mm-hmm. So I just eventually stopped going. But if I was going to incorporate self-care Sundays into my life, maybe I could do like candlelit yogas here. Oh, yeah. Because totally, yoga yeah. is really relaxing. And then you just meditate and, you know, feel zen. Right. And you don't have to feel like, oh, I just wasted a day watching TV or something. I did something purposeful. Yeah. And I think this is actually really funny. I, when I, so I'll try not make this a super long story. I started going to yoga after like a really bad breakup, but then I felt like through that situation, my temper was getting really out of control. Right. Mm -hmm. And then in yoga, it's all about like coming back to your breath and like if something happens, even like often that you're 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 breathing through things, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I can't say every therapy session that I've had, but like definitely the last few and the overwhelming majority of my therapist is always like, just breathe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> take a deep breath, go mm-hmm. back to your breath. And I don't know, it's just really interesting that like kind of like random connection, because when I started going to yoga, that was kind of the maybe the release or support, whatever that I needed. And now like therapy is kind of taking that place. But um, I don't know, it's just interesting that both of them are like, yeah, about breathing and for me, at least. So, yeah, yeah, you could do both. You you know, yeah, I could definitely, of course, definitely do both. But um, I just think it for me some of the things that I am dealing with, um, just remembering to go back to breathing. Yeah. And it's like showing up into two things that I really enjoy. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, that's important because I feel like, um, most of my sessions I've been not complaining, but my focal point of discussion is how I'm always looking ahead in the future and I'm not ever present or grounded. So like mm-hmm. coming back to your breath or doing some exercise where you're like in the moment, it's something that my therapist always tells me. So getting back to your breath in yoga or meditating and being in the present or looking around you for like gratitude, that brings you in the center and that makes you like going ahead of yourself, which I always tend to do. Yeah. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it took me a really long time to be able to practice that, like, consciously. Like, if I feel myself, like, getting stressed out or upset, mm-hmm. like, taking a minute to breathe. I mean, I don't do it instinctively still, but I think it's something that I'm able to practice now, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. So you you had a session today, right? Yes, I did. And that was actually, like... The main point, like bringing it back to our last episode where we were talking about when is the other shoe going to drop? I was talking to her and I was saying, I'm not sure why every time something good happens in my life, like I'm looking forward to or anticipating something bad happening. And she was saying that, um, that basically we kind of, we try to anticipate bad things happening so we could prepare ourselves for it, but you can't really prepare yourself for something that's not in front of your face, like whenever bad stuff comes because 
you know, life is full of ups and downs. When it comes, we're fully prepared to deal with it. But by us worrying about it or anticipating that, it's not really helping us. Mm. And I was like, I have no idea why I always jump to something bad has to happen because things are good right now. So she was telling me to affirm that I am well and all is well. And there's nothing wrong with like everything being good at the same time. And I don't have to like look into other crevices of my life to try to nitpick as something that's wrong and try to create a problem from that. So that was really helpful. Sometimes I wonder what it must be like to not think that way and how awesome that would be. To not think (laughs) about like the future? Not necessarily the future, but not thinking about like, oh, when's something going to go wrong? To not always carry that weight around, like... I don't even know what that looks like. Yeah, I'm just like, man, I don't even... I'm trying to think if I even know anyone that kind of thinks like that, so I can ask them. But then, like, no offense to anybody that may be like that. It may seem like... Like, they don't care or something. Like, it's good to be worried about your future when it's, like... When it's about tangible stuff, like, okay, I want to have a smooth day tomorrow. I have all of this to do. Here's my strategic way of how I'm going to do A, B, C, and D. But trying to do that kind of planning for something that doesn't exist, like, oh, if this happens or I get into a fight with this person, this is how I'm going to handle the situation. Like, it makes no sense because it's not there and you can't really do anything about something that don't exist. Mm -hmm. So you're creating all this unnecessary worry, anxiety, and stress. When you could just be, like, taking things day by day. That's very true. I guess I'm just, like, really curious what it even looks like. Yeah. Mm. Okay, sorry. Back to what you talked about in your session. We were also talking about, or I was bringing up, like, I don't understand why I always look forward to, like, doomsday. Because inevitably I could be, like, bringing on negative stuff to my life. Because I keep saying, like, oh, something bad's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. And eventually it may happen. It's like, that doesn't have to be the path of my life. But because I keep bringing this into fruition or just thinking about it, like my therapist says, you'll reap what you sow. And it's not even like on purpose. But um, she was giving me an exercise to bring myself back to center and like ground myself. Mm-hmm. And it's called five senses. So basically you take what you could hear, see, taste, feel, I forgot, what's the fifth sense? See? Oh, and smell. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So let's say five things I could see in my immediate area right now. And then four things that I could hear, three things that I could smell, two things I could taste, and one thing that I could feel. And that should bring you back to center. And it doesn't have to be in that order. It could go anyway. But I think I'm going to try that. When I felt like um, I'm getting ahead of myself. I actually have, when I was like, when I had those anxiety attacks mm-hmm. over the summer, I was reading ways to um, kind of, I guess, center yourself in the middle of an, an anxiety attack or at the end or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it suggested doing that. And I try, and I've tried it before when I felt like I was getting ready to have another anxiety attack mm-hmm. and it worked. I couldn't, I mean, I, when I was like counting down, I was like, okay, five, this, four, that, three, this. Like once I got to three, I couldn't remember like what I was trying to do. But focusing on that helped me not focus on 
you know, whatever sort of panic I was feeling inside. So I didn't get all the way through it, but the method definitely, definitely helped. Yeah, yeah. But I was asking her, like, is this something that people with anxiety is given? And she says that only if they have, if only if they're anxious about something that's, like, unrealistic. Oh, well, that's usually... Is that what I'm saying for me, that's usually what's going on. Yeah. Because she was saying, like, it's not normally something given for people with anxiety unless it's something where it's like, this is far-fetched, unlikely to happen. Mm -hmm. Do this so you could ground yourself and not Mm -hmm. freak out. So that makes sense. I should write that down and, like, put it in my phone. Yeah. And also another advice was to, like, write down everything you're feeling. And like she was saying, like not to write it in your phone. I'm not sure why she said that, but I think there's something to like pen to paper that would make you feel better. I can see that. Yeah. When I was in, um, so you know, the past month I was in corporate housing, and I didn't have all of my belongings, and I really wanted to journal, but I didn't have my journal with me, so I was putting everything in my phone, mm-hmm. and it. I don't know. It did feel different. Yeah. Not as cathartic, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I kind of feel like writing on my phone is almost like, like, sure, like, okay, I'm quick with texting or whatever, but it's not the same like when I'm just writing down notes. Mm. Like, you have to edit yourself, you have to put space, and it's just all of this back and forth with the phone when I can just write it down in the pen and it doesn't have to come out as perfect or anything. Yeah, that's a, that's probably it too. Yeah. And then another thing we discussed was me comparing myself to other people. Mm-hmm. I was saying that I relapsed and I keep looking at where other people are in their lives and like trying to figure out where I should be next. But that's not even anywhere close to where I want to be. So she was, well, I was saying like I should sit in a dark room with myself and like think about like, okay, where do you see yourself in six months, in a year, two years, three years, instead of listening to everybody else's bits of advice or their tidbits because no one could live my life except for me. Why do you think you relapsed and and started comparing yourself to people again? I don't know. I guess I, um, like I was meeting up with a couple of friends and seeing where they were in their lives and then... I have like an instinct to start comparing myself based on that. Like, oh, maybe I should be doing this or maybe I'm behind in doing that where I should just still be focusing on myself. It's hard. Yeah, it's so hard, especially like with social media. And even with me muting all of my accounts, like it's so freaking hard. Yeah, I was going to ask if you have, are you still, you know, leaving a bunch of accounts on mute or have you gone back? Nah, they're still on mute. (laughs) Maybe I should just delete Instagram. But what on Instagram... Well, since you muted a lot of things, what on Instagram is the issue then? I don't really think it's really Instagram per se. It's like friends that I have. Because I didn't mute them. (laughs) Oh. Unless it was like negative people. But I don't really have that on my feed. It's just silly stuff. (laughs) How was your session? Did you have one this past weekend? Um, I had one Saturday. How did it go? I mean, you know, it went well. It was. I felt like I just rambled the entire time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I think the la the week before was it was a lot happening. Mm-hmm. So 
I just kind of needed to unload all of that and and not even like anything bad or anything good, just like a lot of things. Like I'm, you know, moved into my apartment and, you know, things at work were happening. So it just really rambled. Um, so, yeah, so it was mostly about, you know, life in Portland and the adjustment and things that were happening related to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we did follow up on the jealousy topic from our session before mm-hmm. because I thought it was creeping back up. I was like, <laughs> I was for sure, you know, after that session, I was like, okay, I'm not jealous. I'm just, I just need to think a little bit more, you know? Yeah. But then a couple of days later, I find myself getting jealous again. And I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? And I, I thought that I took a minute. Oh my God, I was texting you this. I think I texted several people. Um, <laughs> I was like, I mean, like, what is the deeper meaning to this situation? And, um, you know, I did this, handled it the same way I did last time. I didn't say anything. I was like, I need to talk to my therapist about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, it was a similar situation. Not, not really being jealous. It's like, was something deeper that I just really wasn't thinking about. So it, that was just a nice reminder to, you know, take a beat, think about things before I like get to end my feelings but did you do anything to like combat the feeling or to get to the root of it and then address that particular issue wait i'm sorry did i do anything to address the like the 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 real issue if it's not jealousy did you get to the root of the issue and then address that you know so last week it's 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 two different situations i I should mention Mm -hmm. so last week the deeper issue, I feel like I addressed it. And then this latest situation, it was something different. Uh, to be honest, I, don't, I, I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just need to think a little about it a little more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just need to think about it a little more. Is that, I don't know if that answers your question. Kind of. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> or to be decided. Yeah, TBD. The the jealousy thing. Last I know, last time we recorded, I was definitely like, yeah, I, I know I'm not jealous. I just I just need to work through it a little bit more. <laughs> um, yeah. What else did we talk about though? We um we talked a little bit about my family. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get into it too much. I think that's something that I'm kind of avoiding talking about too much. I mean like all of my family, like I've definitely talked about like a family member or two, Mm -hmm. but not like all of my family dynamics that maybe are an issue or a bit difficult for me or, you know, situations from the past. So yeah, I think that I'm I'm definitely avoiding it. I don't know why. (laughs) My question was going to be, why are you avoiding it? Yeah, I don't know why. Hmm. I don't know, because I, I feel like things with your family and like your upbringing usually are like the the deepest, like most fucked up thing sometimes in your life. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so having to to face that and deal with that uh, on a level that I haven't done yet, it's kind of intimidating. Which goes to my next point that I still haven't <laughs> finished my autobiography. Oh, really? And I think that's a part of it also, mm-hmm. because like. My upbringing or part of my upbringing is also family dealings as well. 
mm-hmm. and you don't. I feel uncomfortable trying to go into that because then there's nuances and like certain family members. I feel like I'm um, afraid to think of certain people in my family a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like in my head I got my shit on lock, but I know that's not true. And I feel like revealing it to my therapist will like reveal that. But I'm it gonna is. Do it. I'm I think do it. for me, one of the scary things is I think that, you know, I think I've processed a lot of the, the issues that come up, but mm-hmm. maybe I, I don't want to be like challenged to do something that, wait, sorry, let me start over. Matthew, you're definitely going to have to delete that. Okay. <laughs> what's, what's scary to me about it is, okay. So for instance, I have this one family member that I would, I'm, we have kind of a strained relationship. Mm-hmm. And my therapist asked me, she was like, oh, well, you know, do you want to change it? Are you okay with where it is? And I'm okay with where it is because I don't want to do the work to fix it. Right. And I'm just like, man, if I open up about this in therapy, then I it's me, you know, agreeing or acknowledging that I need to do this work. So it's just maybe uh, avoiding uncomfortable emotional labor. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel too. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not sure who I am estranged with. I mean, I know there's issues or relationships that I could fix, but I know that I'm like afraid of trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to, I guess I don't want to feel bad about myself. So I'm like kind of trying to protect myself. Like, oh, things are fine the way they are now. These are all oh. excuses. I'm going to finish my autobiography. Weren't you supposed to have it done today? Okay. <laughs> I've been busy with work. <laughs> no, you've been busy in the park. I, I saw your instant story on that giant, like, jungle gym. Thanks, Monica. You're <laughs> supposed to have my back. No, but she understands that it's, like, the first, or it's now first three weeks at work. And I'm still getting adjusted. But I'm definitely going to make time to complete it. I'm just busting your chops. No, but I need it. <laughs> So do you have any, like, um, mental health in the media or anything this week? Um, not necessarily in the media. This <laughs> Okay, so one of my reality shows that I watch, right, mm-hmm. is uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And one of, the cha- one, of, one of the characters, one of the cast members. <laughs> the characters, they are characters. They are characters, right? One of the cast members, Portia, Mm-hmm. You know, she has been on, she has actually like um, taped her therapy sessions for the show mm-hmm. a couple times. And I don't know, I was just watching the reunion last night and it was really interesting to just kind of like even see her progress because I've definitely been watching the show for years. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just thinking about when she first started going to therapy to see like kind of how she's grown has been I didn't realize until last night, but it's been kind of cool. And I don't know. I think it's awesome that she was open enough to show that, mm-hmm. you know, what she did on a couple episodes. And I definitely think that the way that Black people view therapy is slowly changing, at least like with our generation. Yeah. So I think we'll start to see more and more like that. I don't know. I was just really excited about it last night. Because even some of my other sh- my other reality shows, they 
have um, shown some of the cast members going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Where else did I see? Oh, a love of hip hop this season. I don't know. There's, I have some more shows starting soon, so I'll have some more updates. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it since I only watch one. one reality Keeping up with the Kardashians is the one reality show you watch? Yes. <laughs> Everything else. <laughs> Everything else is fiction. And on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the one person that should be exploring that is not doing so. So, you know, no stories there. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. That totally took me a minute to get who you were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Not a cast member or a character. Oh, whatever. You guys, the world just doesn't understand them. No, I'm joking. I can't cape for them. I know. I know. Mm -hmm. Ooh, no, this way. Sorry. One more. I'm actually on Google right now. Um, you didn't watch Love and Hip Hop, right? I used to a long time ago. I'm sorry? I used to a while, like a long time ago. Uh, you know Tommy? Yes. She says she wants to enroll in a mental health program. She's sick and she needs help. She definitely has issues. From what I heard, she went to court inebriated. Really? And they wanted to throw her in jail, but I think she needs to go to like an alcohol program or something. But it's good that she's acknowledging that she needs help. Yeah. But stuff like that makes me scared because it's like, who's in your camp, like, allowing this to happen? Like, if you know you got court, why are you going there drunk? I mean, it's kind of suck to be a celebrity. Nobody, I don't really think, like, people really care about you. I mean, that's a, a bold statement, but, I mean, that you really know. sucks if that's true because it's like, it sucks to have someone that you think is on your team not really be there for you or, like, kind of allow you to do stupid shit. Hmm. Like, if you and I are out and I'm doing something stupid, I would hope that, as my friend, you would check the fuck out of me and not just let me do something. Oh, I got you. But on the flip side, I'm not a celebrity, so who gives a shit, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the article I read was kind of pertaining to what we were discussing about starting a new job and, like, Hitting all this pressure on ourselves to be, like, really good. Mm-hmm. So the article I read was basically about why working women struggle with burnout. And I was kind of thinking, like, am I going to have, am I going to burn out early even if I love my job currently? Because I'm putting all this pressure on myself and, like, I'm so tired. And it's like, I didn't do that much work to be this damn tired. Mm-hmm. But um, basically they were saying that females or women experience burnout more than men um, because of like di- like way different things like because the women don't get paid enough because women like outside of work they more than likely have to like cook clean and take care of their kids at home and they know they don't like make as much as their male counterparts so it's like they're trying to do their best to get ahead and work but not really achieving the results mm. so they tend to burn out more because of that. That's interesting. Yeah. And it was also saying that um, a lot of it is due to stuff that's outside of employees' control, such as low self-esteem, poor division of unpaid labor outside of the workplace, and women not having a lot of authority in the workplace. So basically they're saying like the... um, the burnout doesn't really have anything to do with working longer work hours because apparently men work longer, but because of every other circumstance that women has to go through, like competing I mean, with male 
stuff on the outside, not getting enough money, not having a voice inside the workplace. I mean, that makes sense, though. Like, if you think about it, let's say you're making, what is it now, 78 cents to the dollar that a man is making. Mm-hmm. Then you still have to go home, fucking watch your badass kids. You hmm. can't get a promotion. Like, that actually sounds like pretty stressful. Yeah. Like, when I talk to my coworkers that have kids, I even tell them, like, I don't know how you do it because when I get home at six o'clock, I just want to do nothing. So, oh my God. Working all day, you have to come home and continue to work and you're not getting what you getting paid what you deserve oh i'm talking like this doesn't apply to me (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i don't have kids but i can only imagine you know yeah and they say that sexual harassment of course makes it worse and here's a statistic i didn't know 81% of women have experienced some form of sexual harassment at work. Like whether it's including verbal harassment, unwanted touching, cyber stalking, and even being physically stalked by a coworker, boss, or customer. That's just so wild to me. It's it's some things that, I guess I forget about things that women have to deal with that I don't personally experience myself. So, I mean, working in the fashion industry, it's women and a lot of gay men, so... Not, yeah, I don't, I haven't had to deal with any of that at work. Thank God, yes. Yeah, because I don't know how I would handle that. That number, 81%, is so scary. Right? That's a, that is a huge number. Yeah. The article is kind of, it's not positive. Like, I can't find a positive from it because they're like, oh, while it's admirable that so many women are prioritizing self-care and taking steps to avoid burnout in their personal lives, we simply can't look towards individual solutions to solve a systematic problem. So basically, until societal changes and attitudes occur, women will not enjoy equal treatment and opportunities in a workplace or fair division of labor in their households. So burnout will persist. So we're screwed. Yes. <laughs> but in the meantime, taking time for yourself and checking in on your friends and lending them a helping hand can't hurt. Well, that's nice. Yeah. You can send your when you when you have kids and you're feeling burnt out, you can send them to Portland for a week. Yes. I got you. Not that I'm not trying to say the mothers are the only people that get burnt out in the workplace. I could see how it could happen to anybody. Definitely. Like why the hell am I feeling burnt out and I don't have no kids <laughs> to run after? I was feeling burnt out in New York. I feel like New York will accelerate things like that, like feeling oh, burnt out. Just the nature of the city, maybe? I am noticing just being here one month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New York, maybe even Chicago is like this for for some people. It's New York, you are living to survive mm-hmm. for the most part. Even people with money, it's like you, you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. It's expensive for people, for everybody in the city. So, so much of life there is a hustle and just trying to, you know, make it. Yeah. Whereas at least Portland, I can't speak for the entire West Coast, but it's more laid back and it really seems like people are living to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. So that shift has been very strange for me. I'm just, I don't know. So yeah, I think that the hustle survival mentality of New York definitely can contribute to feeling burnt out. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because there was no reason that like four or five years out of school, I'm like, you know, I am done with fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I really was thinking about moving back to Chicago, but I'm just like, what could I possibly do there? Yeah, that's not a fun feeling either. Like, how can I apply these skills to something else? Oh, yeah, no, we definitely have to do this for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also a scary thought. No, yeah. it's not. No, it's not. 3V, here we come. So my quote of the week will be, there are no limits to what you can accomplish except the limits you place in your own thinking. And that's by Brian Tracy. Yeah, that was good. Okay, and then my takeaway for the week is just to remember to breathe. And one quote that I really like is, breathe and release anything that does not serve you. So for me, that's anger, mm-hmm. you know, anxiety, anything. Just remembering to come back to my breath. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Black Feelings Podcast. As always, you can find us on Instagram at blk. F-L-N-G-S podcast, or you can send us an email at the same blackfeelingspodcast at gmail.com. Peace. Thank you guys for listening. Bye, guys.